0: Well good morning Uh, Living Word Church, Uh, Simon Jackson here uh, and I'm coming to you um, pre-recorded from my shed. Uh, I've kind of created this little kind of, well it's not really a studio, it's just a space to film in that's slightly less distracting and away from the chaos of my three children. Uh, Greetings to you this morning from the Jackson 5 in Prospect and also from City Light Church North Adelaide. We continue to pray for you and hope that you are continuing uh, to love your neighbour, wash your hands, apply a sanitizer, um, stay home, do all the right things. As together, uh, we seek to act out of love, not fear, um, and slow down the spread of the COVID-19 uh, coronavirus in this city. Um, we're going to come to the word of the Lord now. Um, I hope this is encouragement to you as we seek to keep living for Jesus and loving like Jesus. Uh, so please keep open in front of you, Joshua chapter 3. Uh, We'll just be in there a little bit, but thinking today about what it looks like to keep living for Jesus, um, holding out the hope of the gospel, trusting Jesus um, in these really strange, bizarre times, I'm I'm sure you'd agree. So let's pray and uh, ask God to help us understand his word this morning. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and praise you for all the good things you give us. Lord, thank you so much for your son, the Lord Jesus. And Lord, we pray this morning uh, as we think about your word, that Lord, you would uh, remind us, Father, of just how wonderful you are how good you are, how you're the God who makes promises and you keep them, that you care for your people, uh, Father, and, and you see them through, you see us through, all kinds of crises and calamities. Our Lord, help us to see Jesus, help us to hear Jesus and to love Jesus afresh today. In Jesus' name. Amen. I think preaching about events uh, that... Um, are happening before us is actually a little bit risky and a little bit dangerous. It's very easy to encourage um, overreaction or to reinforce unhelpful panic in our hearts. That said, that the COVID-19 uh, coronavirus situation provides us with an opportunity to, to think about how we respond to anxiety at this time. I know many people, I myself, am feeling a little bit anxious at times. Many people around me, my family, our church are feeling slightly anxious at this time. But specifically, I want to think together this morning about a particular kind of strain of anxiety uh, that comes when we are awaiting a threat, um, a threat that's kind of gliding towards us, a bit like a fin coming at us in the water. Thankfully, right, Scripture knows the fear of impending danger and speaks intimately into it on repeated occasions. So... I'm gonna, I want us to take this opportunity to, to think afresh, to remind our collective memory of how the scripture helps us navigate this particular kind of anxiety, this anxiety that comes when something hasn't fully come upon us yet, but how do we manage that? So, um, and help us to think about where does our comfort come from when significant threat looms? But the threat actually hasn't really fully come at this stage. I want us to look at an unfamiliar portion of a fairly familiar passage of the Old Testament to get our minds thinking in the right direction and to help us along. Uh, we're in Joshua chapter 3. Um, after God's people, the Israelites, left Egypt, um, they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years, for decades um, when they finally arrived on the doorstep of the promised land, the land of Canaan, they were forced to face one last obstacle, the Jordan River. Um, you know how the story goes. The, the priests, they carry the Ark of the Covenant into the water. When the water kind of laps at the feet of the priests, um, God miraculously um, parts the waters and allows the people to pass through into the promised land um, On dry ground. It's it's, it's amazing, right? God repeats his miraculous provision of deliverance that their parents experienced a generation earlier at the Red Sea. But what we can easily miss is the little detail in the first two verses of Joshua chapter 3. And it's this. This is the detail we can miss. The people of God had to camp by the river's edge for three days. Chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. Joshua rose early in the morning and they set out for Shittim and they came to the Jordan, he and all the people of Israel and lodged there before they passed over. At the end of three days, the officers went through the camp and commanded the people, so on and so forth. So the people had to camp by the side of the river Jordan for three whole days, um, not knowing what was coming next, not knowing how they would cross over the Jordan. I wonder, what's it like to, to sit in your tent watching the river at flood stage, we're told in chapter 3, verse 15, as the, the river's churning and seething and seething? What's it like to, to watch your children playing outside, knowing they're going to have to somehow cross this engorged, enraged river, dark with sediment and, and anger? What's it like for you to look at your sheep? Look at your donkeys. Look at all the heirlooms that you've brought with you from Egypt that represent your, your life savings and wonder if you might lose it all. How does it feel to know that the God is calling you to, to keep moving forward, to keep trusting in his promises But all you can see in front of you is a river whose depths you do not know, but whose fatal power you can be absolutely sure of. I don't know. Can you see the parallels between Joshua chapter 3 facing this river and and our situation today? There are parallels, aren't there? You know, this virus, COVID-19, is is seeping across the world and it's reached our shores, it's reached our cities, and we don't know how treacherous it's going to be. But God is calling you and he's calling me as as God's people, saved by the blood of Jesus, safe and secure in him. He's calling you and me to to keep moving forward, trusting him, loving our neighbor, serving the kingdom. But I don't know about you, but all I can see around me at times is germs on surfaces or, or people out there I pass by who could be vectors of the disease. Do you feel that? Because of all of these parallels between then and now, it's striking actually, I think, for us to reflect on what God didn't do first with his people. You see, God, he could have, but he didn't. God could have just picked up his people, you know, with a mighty kind of whirlwind and just deposit them on the far side of the River Jordan safely in the Promised Land. He could have, but he didn't. He could have, but he didn't, you know, kind of, part the Jordan, so that was waiting for them when they arrived, that they just had to kind of just keep walking on through and, hey, here we are, you know, beautiful, we're in the promised land. I mean, he could have, but he didn't. He could have, but he didn't, simply asked them to, to swim and just sort of float gingerly across, seeing that everyone made it safely to the other side and every sheep and every donkey and every gold ring and heirloom was accounted for. I mean, these these could have been equally miraculous and equally effective. You would agree, you know, in, in carrying God's people, God's children, to their new home. Instead, God chose for His people to wait, to watch the flood, inviting them to to trust in Him with all that crossing the flood might mean. You know, God often calls us, doesn't He, to wait in the presence of. Our enemies. He often comes to our aid later in, in different ways than we would like. Yeah, we we most like, don't we, to hear the stories of the dramatic rescues, the the miraculous, incredible feats of strength and courage. You know, moving, removing people from dire situations. But most of us really like to experience stories where God provides in in kind of boring, safe and predictable ways. Like full bank accounts, like good health, like low risk ministry success with high buy-in from the members of our churches and so on. But God knows, right, that we need to be reminded again and again and again of our dependence on him for as long as we live. Few reminders are more kind of visceral and and emotive than waiting by raging waters of the River Jordan or spending a night in the lion's den or waiting in the Garden of Gethsemane while, while your rabbi, your teacher, pours out his soul and sweat in anguished prayer, knowing there are dangerous men who want to arrest him and arrest you. God knows that that these reminders of our dependence are frightening and place profound strain on us, even when things turn out well in the end. He knows that. That's why he shows us that we can trust him and that we can wait on him. He has been his people's helper over and over and over and over again across the millennia, and he will be our help no doubt now, no matter what may come. So how then do we wait well specifically in the face of a global pandemic? Certainly firstly by not pretending that everything will be okay. I said this uh, last week. You know the one thing we can't say to people these days is oh everything's going to be fine, you're going to be okay. That isn't that's an empty platitude that carries no no weight because we can't we don't know that. We don't know if if COVID-19 will be a, a minor inconvenience to us and to our stock portfolio, or if we'll end up in a quarantine zone, or if we'll end up in a hospital, or if we'll end up losing a loved one. We don't know. But waiting well in the face of coming danger, waiting well in the midst of some fear and anxiety, means taking seriously the reality of the danger that's in front of us. Our God takes our lives and our sufferings very seriously indeed. And he says, God reminds these people, Lamentations chapter 3, verse 33, God, he does not willingly bring affliction or grief to anyone because he cares for us. And, and, and he cares for the things that we care for. And when through the deep waters he calls us to go, he makes sure, sure that the, river, the rivers of sorrow and, and the rivers of... of of grief, do not overflow. For Lamentations 3 says again, though he brings grief, he will show compassion. So great is his unfailing love. So God God doesn't promise that we won't be impacted by COVID-19. We don't know if it's going to be okay. But we know that if we're in Jesus, we're safe. We have guaranteed beyond the grave. Let me close with just one last thought about how you and I can wait well on the banks of this river, even as the floodwaters begin to swell. Here it is pour out your anxieties to your Father in heaven who cares. Don't churn fruitlessly inside your heart with worries about school closings or travel plans that have kind of fallen apart or or economic downturns or potentially infected surfaces when you touch them. When you're afraid, turn to him. Cast your anxieties upon him because he cares for you. That's what we're told in the New Testament, 1 Peter chapter 5. Cast all your anxieties upon him because he cares for you. God cares for you. In fact, let the let all the hand washing, let all the application of hand sanitizer. Every time you do that, I want to encourage you to ring and trust yourself to the into the hands of our loving heavenly Father. I'm um, at church at City Light Church, North Adelaide. I'm encouraging us um, to memorize Philippians chapter four, verse four to seven um, through this time, and it kind of works neatly, right? Um, to to memorize and to say aloud. Um, Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 to 7, takes about 20 seconds, the time that's needed to wash our hands with soap and water thoroughly, etc. And so I'm encouraging as we do our hand washing, as we apply hand sanitizer, to re entrust ourselves into the hands of our loving, mighty Father and to remind ourselves of the Word of God. You know, so Paul says to the Philippians in chapter 4, and by extension to you and me, he says, Um, Rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in all things, through every situation, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, bring your request to God. And here it is. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Cast all your anxieties upon Him. I love Philippians chapter four, verse four to seven. You know, God promises. He says, "Don't let yourself be anxious. You don't need to be anxious because I am near. I'm with you. And if you are anxious, bring those anxieties to your heavenly Father, who hears you, who loves you, who cares for you, who's died for you. Bring them to Him, and, and then the promise of God is this: the peace. Oh, the beautiful peace of God, which surpasses. All understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. God's peaceful presence is guaranteed to us, even in the midst of this flood, the COVID 19 situation. So, can I encourage you today? Don't spend your time frantically, frenetically strategizing about how you'll cross the flooded river. You know, that's so instinctive, right? But it, it's, it can be foolish and it can be needless and a waste of our energy. Do wash your hands. Do the wise things, brothers and sisters. Stay home as much as you can. Call your doctor if you need to. Don't let yourself for a moment forget where your true safety lies. After all, we don't know what tomorrow will bring. You don't know what tomorrow will bring. But we do know the one who parts the raging rivers. We do know the one who's parted that last raging river for us, blocking its flow with his blood-soaked cross. The final crossing you will indeed find already open and waiting for you in the Lord Jesus Christ. And on the far side, in the promised land, in the new creation, there'll be no fear. There'll be no waiting anymore. We will be with God and we will enjoy Him forever. So with that in mind, keep trusting Jesus. Cast your anxieties upon Him. Keep loving those around you. And keep reminding yourself of God's peaceful presence that comes to us through prayer, through casting all our anxieties upon Him. Brothers and sisters, keep on keeping on. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Let's pray. Sovereign Lord, our great and loving Heavenly Father, you are the hope and you are the healer of your people. And you have promised a world where there is no more sickness, no more crying, no more anxiety, no more grief, no more pain, no more death. By Christ's death and resurrection, you have set your people free from the penalty of sin and from the penalty of death. Lord, we pray that your kingdom come. We pray that your will be done on earth as in heaven. Lord, please prosper the work of those who are seeking a vaccine for the coronavirus. Lord, we pray for those involved in essential services, for health professionals, for leaders of our communities, our church communities, our educational communities, our business communities. We pray for wisdom for them. Please comfort, Lord, those who are mourning the loss of loved ones or for those who are living in fear of this disease and for all those who have concerns about loneliness in the coming season. We remember this morning in particular... Father, those countries in our world who are seriously impacted by the COVID-19 virus at this time. In particular, we bring before you the nations of Italy, we bring before you the nation of Spain, we bring before you the United States of America, where it seems like there's a sense of which this virus is out of control and now bringing almost impossible burdens upon the healthcare systems. Lord, we pray, Father, that uh, you would restrain the virus, particularly in these places. Measures put in place, we pray that they would be effective in slowing the rate of the spread. And Lord, indeed, help us, Lord, to uh, play our part in this city, to slow the spread of the virus, to flatten the curve, Lord, to unburden uh, our health healthcare system, Lord, and to particularly protect the vulnerable, the elderly in particular, and the already sick. Lord, help us uh, to not be complacent, Help us to be vigilant and wise. Lord, uh, please give governing authorities around the world wisdom in their management of this crisis and give to your people your peace beyond understanding, generous and wise hearts, and a renewed trust in your sovereign goodness and glory. Lord, we pray that you would turn the hearts of many now experiencing fear and anxiety, that they may find peace, the peace that comes as the fruit from the Spirit, the peace wrought by the death and resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, in whose mighty name we pray. Amen. Friends, it's been really great to gather together as the Lord's people this morning. Although um, scattered, we are still, by the Spirit, gathered together as the people of God um, at at Living Word Church. Uh, It's been really good together, together to pray, to hear the Word of God, to encourage one another on and continue to encourage you um, to um, encourage each other in this time. And let me leave you with uh, the words again of Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 to 7. Uh, Paul writes, um, Rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. Uh, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, through prayer and petition, With thanksgiving, bring your request to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Go well. Keep trusting Jesus. Keep loving your neighbour. See you soon.